Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by the fabulous actor Kurtwood Smith. I wouldn't mind being identified with the things that Star Trek has stood for and identify with the process of using drama to comment on the world when it's done well. It's very important, and I'm glad to be a part of that. And it is my extreme pleasure to welcome back actor, director, producer, Mary Chifo. And Mary, I have to ask you, do you mind being identified with the things Star Trek has stood for? Being a Star Trek actor? I do not mind at all. <laughs> okay, wait, but did, did you go through a period where you were like, well, but I do other things? Did you ever go through that? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm glad that this gets to be part of the conversation because, I mean, I will say overall the platform of Star Trek is the greatest platform to be on. As, as someone, again, my whole life growing up with genre, growing up with these themes, luckily growing up in a an environment that was so celebratory of me being all that I was and celebrating mm-hmm. everyone else in their own truth. So again, I come, I recognize that that was a, a huge uh, gift and privilege for me. What to, utopia do you come from? I know. <laughs> Valley Village, LA. <laughs> I do. That's yeah. a classic. Classic. Oh, the usual. Um, I do. I do have two incredible um, uh, character actor parents who are extremely creative and passionate and always just encouraged me to do whatever I wanted. And then I was like acting and they were like, oh, okay. The thing that we know why you love it, but also it's a lot. And, um, but they were very supportive, (laughs) obviously, um, and me paving my own way. But again, I always am grateful to celebrate uh, the opportunity they gave me to be authentic to myself and celebrate others in their authenticity. Because I know that's not something that everybody gets um, at that young of an age. Mm -hmm. I think we all have the opportunity to change and learn. But uh, when it comes to Trek, so again, I come from that. And I come from, again, just gravitating towards these types of stories in order to process and and be a, a, a kind person. And so it really was more of an ascension into self being a part of this franchise. As I was watching the episodes, again, I uh, was watching all the Klingon-centric episodes. I had uh, I had loved the franchise before, but I really dove in, obviously, mm-hmm. in prep for this. I did fall in love with Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. I ended up essentially just watching it at a certain point. There's a lot of Klingon episodes, and then I was like, wait, no, because people were referencing plot points that I didn't know about, and I was like, no, 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 I just have to watch it. And so I really, just from the get-go, after getting cast, I mean, it's obviously just an exciting thing to be like, this thing, Star Trek, that people know this name, and people react, but to realize how it really is deeply about 
all the things that I stand for. So it's, it's, there's that, of course, yes. Like I think, you know, I'm also very fortunate that this came early in my career. This was very soon after I graduated college and that in itself, again, I recognize as a, as a huge opportunity and gift that I, the reason I worked, work so hard in life in general is I want to rise to the occasion of the opportunities that I'm given, which I think is a very Star Trek theme is all of these Starfleet Mm -hmm. officers understand Mm -hmm. the opportunity they have to to hopefully better humanity. And we tend to rise into that when when we're given that. So for me, it's always ascending into that. And now, as I continue to have this platform and know that I have it for the rest of my life, and there's Mm -hmm. so many things, I was talking uh, before about my improv stuff, like I wouldn't have gotten into long form genre improv had it not been for Star Trek, because I met someone who had seen the show and then I came to see one, you know, like every glorious thing in my life right now, every wonderful person that I'm working with for the most part, outside of the people I knew before Trek, so many of the people that I treasure most, you could trace it back to my participation in Star Trek. And for that, I am just so deeply, deeply grateful. That's lovely, by the way. Everyone would love to have that experience with work. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing for a performer to be able to have that much connection to mm-hmm. their work. Oh, Mary, you're fabulous. Trent, this sort of reminds me a little bit of you, this quote, though, because Trent started a blog and was known as, like, gossipy, but nice, but nice, nice per heat. Look mm-hmm. at him. You can't look at him. <laughs> Listen to him. He's such a nice person. <laughs> and the, the energy from him is always so lovely and calm. And so it sort of reminded me of you a little bit because like the quote says, I wouldn't mind being identified mm-hmm. as being mm-hmm. nice as someone who's doing all the things that you did with the work you've done. How does this quote strike you, Trent? You know, it's very kind of you to say that. Thank you so much. And I would never equate what I did with, you know, the amazing writing that that Gene Roddenberry did and all of the fantastic Star Trek writers. But from my experience, I did an entertainment blog. It was kind of a gossipy blog, but and it was post 9-11 it was still the, you know, the, the Bush administration. And I decided I wanted to put out content that was fun, that was frivolous, and that you could turn off your brain and just enjoy, have, have a laugh. But we're laughing together. We're sharing together. We're gushing about whatever TV show I was talking about as, as a fan. So, cause we are all fans and, you know, I've always been referred to as the nice blogger. There are other bloggers who were not so nice. <laughs> and I have always held that as a point of pride uh, that I'm the nice one. I, I, I love being the nice one. And I can understand why I can understand why anyone would be, you know, proud to associate themselves with Star Trek if they have anything to do with it. But it's very, very clear from Gene's writing and from the words that he spoke and all these quotes that Star Trek was, you know, we talked about his uh, love affair with humanity, all the things that Star Trek stands for, optimism, working together, you know, care for one another, things that are very left-leaning, very socialistic, maybe. Like, he was very proud of that. And I can understand that. I hate that that's described as, like, left-leaning to be nice. Yes. And considerate and conscious. Sorry to interrupt, Trent, but I'm just saying, like, those are just having empathy, Mm -hmm. it sounds like, for your fellow humans or any aliens we should meet. And I hate that it's a liberal plot at this point. (laughs) (laughs) We've politicized kindness. (laughs) A little bit. Like, 
like, listen, so I asked you that question earlier because I was in a movie called The Craft a million years ago. And a couple years after it was out, everyone's like, oh, The Craft. And I was like, what? I, whatever. That was out years ago. I don't care. And then people were still talking about it years later. Mm-hmm. And it finally hit me when this little, um, I was in upstate New York getting off a train in Saratoga. And a, like a 10-year-old black girl was getting on the train, which was weird because there's no black people up there besides my family. And um, she went, you, you're in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, okay. It's not you and your stupid pride, Rachel. Mm-hmm. or whether you've worked or this or that. It's literally what it represents mm-hmm. to other people. And so I get why you had, and I'm not comparing it to Star Trek. It's a silly witch movie, but I'm saying I get why, Mary, you had that reaction to understand that your image, your words, your mm-hmm. visage, because that's what people are going to see it through, is going to be the conduit mm-hmm. that might help people uh, be a little kinder. Be a little more aware that women are people too. Yeah. <laughs> wild concept. Wild concept. Really, <laughs> not our leftist ideal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're right there. <laughs> what does Star Trek really mean to you guys? Mm-hmm. What does it mean, uh, Trent, Mary? Well, for me, it's it's obviously it's uh, about exploration, and you know, mankind, humankind's need to boldly go and discover, but to discover and learn, not to discover and conquer, which we've talked about many times, Mm -hmm. to to expand our horizons. Uh, You know, one of the driving forces of the whole uh, of like Starfleet is is the prime directive and making first contact in an effort to grow, to expand and to learn more. Uh, It's about cooperation. Uh, It's about science. It's about critical thinking. That's what it represents to me. Mm -hmm. Mary? Yeah, I mean, I, I second all of this. <laughs> the, the, the general theme is me like, these these people are very smart, and I agree with them. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would say, again, speaking to my own experience of particularly with conventions, I think that expands my participation in what this franchise means and that mm-hmm. having individual interactions with people who have been, like you said, that moment of meeting that person who, whether it be my character or someone else from the show or just the show as as its own entity has impacted someone and made them feel more seen and heard. It's that the true meaning of inclusiveness, mm-hmm. you know, not not as something to just put forth and, and say we're doing. It's like, no, it's truly including all. And I think, you know, what is so thrilling about where we are with the franchise right now is we are continuing to expand as it always has about mm-hmm. what that means. There are things that have been we've been able to extrapolate metaphorically in the past that we are now getting to actualize in who we're casting in roles. And I think that that's a very, very key important part is that it's this, the IDIC, infinite diversity and infinite combinations, that Mm -hmm. is this franchise, that it is, we are never going to be done with our inclusiveness because there are still so many people to celebrate. And that doesn't mean that where we are right now isn't in a good place, but it's that constant seeking outward of making people feel seen and heard. And I, again, the conventions, the amount of experiences I've had, whether it's on a panel and just feeling that audience energy or being at my booth and talking to someone about a certain plot point or moment. And then because I love this, the franchise as, as a viewer, I've had mm-hmm. so many great conversations with about a Deep Space Nine episode with someone mm-hmm. or, you know, my favorite characters from those shows. And uh, it's it's yeah, again, celebration of of existence, I think, is kind of really at the core of what it stands for. 
Oh, I love that celebration of existence. Because yeah. I think, you know, again, I always, I've said on here before, my parents sat me in front of the, the old repeats as a babysitter, right? And so it was one show that there was someone, as you as you point out in another episode, looked like me. And I, I, we've talked about this before in here, that I was a little confused when it was like, why is he, I must kiss you, it's such a big deal, that mm-hmm. episode. But, mm-hmm. but as an adult, I completely was, and as a child, so grateful that there was, an Asian man, Mm -hmm. a black woman, that there were just all this. So it represents hope in a weird Mm -hmm. way to me, Star Trek. Hope that we could all actually, you know, unmanifest destiny ourselves and work together. And, you know, back to this quote, one thing as performers, which as a podcaster, Trent, you may not be an actor, but you're a performer. Um, (laughs) No, but... but, um, this quote, Gene Ronnery literally says, I don't mind being identified with Star Trek, but also the process of using yes. drama to comment on the world. That has been going on since the first guy, <laughs> you know, got up in front of the fire yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, you know, back <laughs> acted, acted out the hunt when yeah. from the, the, yeah. the animal he brought back for dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Storytellers are, you know, I think that like we, we look at STEM being so popular, but I'm more big on STEAM for education because the arts is super important mm-hmm. because storytelling is one way to get across your STEM ideas mm-hmm. that my brain won't take in the scientific of it all but if you can explain it in an artsy way Mm -hmm. or dress it up in a play i i can take in the ideas what do you think trent uh i i totally agree with that and and what you point out the process of using drama to comment on the world it's kind of like we've mentioned this before we're learning without really realizing we're learning Mm -hmm. there's a moral in there it's entertaining and these characters are swashbuckling and it's adventurous and then you learn something at the end. Again, f- from my, my perspective, uh, in my perspective, so my blog was entertainment. It was not pure and simple entertainment. And that was okay. People needed entertainment. I heard all the time that it was a great way for them to unplug from work after a long day or, you know, in between classes at school. Uh, it, was, it was something that served them when, you know, the news was not serving them when, you know, the political strife of whatever's happening at the time wasn't serving them. And even though it was fun and frivolous, it aided them in some way when, so when people thanked me for it, I was like, wow, I really understood that it was more than just me, you know, clack, clack, clacking about, you know, whatever pop culture thing, it was resonating with people. And that is something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel you should be super proud of that trend. Yes. Really, though, it's an accomplishment. And then even if you're super religious, right, they play, mm-hmm. they have passion plays. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. their way of taking the Bible's stories and going here, we're, we're dramatizing it for you mm-hmm. so that you can really get it because the text is a little dry. That's just Rachel's opinion, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we're going we're going to wrap it up and I'm going to save you two from talking about religion right now. <laughs> up next. <laughs> All right, so seriously, we've had a ball with mm-hmm. uh, Mary. She's here for a couple more episodes. If you want to see the video of these quotes, you can check out the Roddenberry social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, 
post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.